Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center. My name is Dave Everett. My wife, Sherry, will be joining us, and we're going to be continuing our Bible study tonight on Effortless Change. We'll be in Chapter 9 tonight, uh, More Sure Way, and so uh, we're excited about that. Uh, anyway, um, so you know, all of our Bible studies are archived on our website at Lighthouse Discipleship. <coughs> excuse me, dot org, as well as our YouTube channel, Lighthouse Discipleship Center. And, uh, you know, again, in case you're just joining us on the, stu on the study, um, you know, effortless change, what's that about? I, first of all, that just sounds like an oxymoron. Uh, but, it's, you know, when you allow, when you have a relationship with God's Word, when you uh, esteem God's Word, when you are meditating on His Word day and night, you know, his word is like a seed. And it will effortlessly, if not, <coughs> it will effortlessly change your life from the inside out. More than maybe another way of phrasing that is that there will be organic growth of uh, uh, God's word from the inside out versus you trying to do it from the outside in religiously. God's word relationally will change you from the inside out. And so that's what effortless change is about. See, God's Word can change you. Uh, God can change you from the inside out more than you can ever try religiously on purpose. And so, uh, anyway, so that's where we're at. We're talking about, uh, in chapter 9 tonight, we'll be in chapter 9, A More Sure Word is the title of this chapter. And so I'm excited about that. I just love that, that phrase, A More Sure Word, because His Word is more sure than your own religious efforts. And so, uh, Anyway, Sherry's going to read for us, show and then we'll talk about it. When I first began seeking the Lord, I'd come from a background that didn't believe that God did miracles today. I had been taught that there wasn't any such thing as angelic visitations, the audible voice of God, or supernatural, supernatural unctions from the Lord. Those things didn't exist to us. When I became baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to study the Word under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I realized that those things didn't pass away with the apostles. I started listening to other people's testimonies and began seeking to see an angel or have God speak to me in an audible voice. One of the ministers I listened to a lot back then would often have a burning sensation in the palms of his hands. When ministering to people, he would lay both of his hands on them. If the burning in his hand jumped, then it was a healing. Then it was a healing God was performing. If it didn't, if it didn't jump, but just burned in his hands, then it was a deliverance God was bringing about. This supernatural manifestation of God's power caused an actual physical manifestation this minister could perceive. I began to pray and seek the Lord for things like that. I started asking God questions like, why haven't I ever had any of these kinds of supernatural things happen to me? Then the Lord showed me this truth about how Jesus helped John the Baptist to overcome his doubts. He revealed to me the reason that Jesus didn't respond to John on an emotional level, but instead used God's word to raise him up was because of God's respect for John the Baptist. It's because he honored him so much, not because he honored him so little, that he referred him back to the Word. I began to see that believing the Word of God is actually the highest way to respond to the Lord. Once I understood this, I turned the other direction and prayed, 
God, I want your best. If it honors you more for me to just take your word and trust your word than to have a vision for you to quicken scripture to me and have that be the way I hear from you instead of hearing an audible voice or an angelic messenger, then I'll be glad to go that way. So I quit praying for some special manifestation. Now I've had the the Lord give me dreams before. The scriptures speak of what's called the night vision. I've had dreams that I really felt God speak spoke to me, but I've never had what people call an open vision, where you're where you're awake and your eyes are open, but you're seeing into the supernatural realm. I've never heard an audible voice from God. I've never had most of the things that many people claim to have seen or heard. I'm not discrediting them. I'm just saying that I have learned to relate to the Lord through his word and that I honestly believe that's God's best. You know, through the years, uh, uh, doing ministry and whatnot, people have been coming across people who are just really looking for the big, I guess, that's a better way of explaining it, but the sparks and the fireworks. And I'm all for the sparks and the fires, you know, I... Uh, maybe not that particular way that Andrew described this man with the burning sensations, but I have heard people burning sensations and different other manifestations, that, you know, in a, in, a, in a healing type of ministry, works of faith ministry. And I'm not against that. Andrew's not attacking that. You know, but God wants us to relate to him by his word. And, you know, when you have a burning sensation type of perception or whatnot, however you want to uh, express that, you're waiting for that sensation versus trusting the God's Word. And I just think trusting God's Word is better. You know, as I, I shared his reading and, and uh, you know, just painted the picture of this compared to some other ministries and whatnot, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Men in Black, but there's one episode where, uh, I think it's Will Smith is one of the guys, but uh, he gets this little tiny gun. And it seems so tiny compared to the other guy who's got this, you know, what would seem like a healthy size, you know, uh, gun. But that little gun was powerful. You know, I mean, where the other gun might show a hold someone, that the little gun would show a hold wall. I mean, they would actually knock the whole wall out. Uh, if, if beyond, and that's just a, you know, it was just a mighty, a mighty little gun, you know. So, it just, uh, and I just, I, you know, I just use that, as, you know, we sometimes people think when we're just talking about trusting God's word, compared to someone who has a burning sensation or doing miracles, <coughs> miracles of that way, you know, most people would take the burning sensation. Most people would take the, the other uh, types of expressions and manifestations, you know, compared to just trusting God's word. You know, it, it, it from the, from one perception, it sounds like we're getting the raw deal like Will Smith got that little itty bitty gun. But that little itty bitty gun was powerful. It's and so, the, I believe, and I, I agree with Andrew, and again, we're not, we're, there's been different kinds of ministers. I mean, the way Catherine Coleman used to do ministry, the way uh, uh, Wigglesworth did ministry, is different than some other people. And there's some other people who had different manifestations and an approach to it, and they had good results. They had results. I mean, some people are just looking for results. And, you know, and in no way, shape, or form, Andrew and I trying to belittle that, or trying to underestimate that, 
Some some days we may be, but uh, you know, as Andrew would say, there's not a wrong way to get healed. If you're healed, you're healed. There's not a wrong or right way to raise someone from the dead. There's not a wrong way, you know, to get saved in a sense. But there's a more sure word. And I, I'm not again. I'm not necessarily. Um, I mean, I remember when I was pastoring, uh, I was youth pastor in Wisconsin, and we had a, our pastor, Brad, I forget his last name, but he was, he had a lot of charisma, you know, whatnot, but, and at, at the time I was a young minister in my 20s, going, pushing 30, and I, you know, part of me was trying to be, not necessarily like Pastor Brad, but had that charisma, <laughs> be a little bit in comparison with him. And God, I felt like God just thanked me one time, in a, in a sense, in a very gentle way. But he just said, I didn't call you to be another Brad. I called you to be you. You know, and I'm teaching on faith right now on Sunday mornings. But I think the more sure way is just trusting. We can do a lot relationally and supernaturally if we will just trust God at his word. Because God's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. And if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain from here to there. Anyway, I don't know if this is making sense to you. But, you know, again, going back to that organic expression that I expressed at the beginning, just, you know, I want to see it be just to be real and authentic from the inside out versus me waiting for a sensation. See, I can teach other people to trust God's Word. I can't teach other people if, if I just say I had burning sensations. I couldn't teach everyone else to have a burning sensation because that's not taught in the Word of God. It's not taught to wait for a burning sensation. I can't teach them. You know, I might be the only one that has burning sensations. You might not have burning sensations. I can't teach that. I can't teach you to experience that. But I can <coughs> I can teach you to trust God's Word and see results. And so I don't know if that's making sense, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I think it was Paul where they had, you know, they had his handkerchief, you know, and uh, his apron and different things. You know, I've heard of other things along those lines. That may or may not happen. And, so, and I only have one scripture reference for that. I can't teach a doctrine on that. But I'm, so I'm not opposed to it because I do see it in scripture, but I just wanted to see it one time. But I'm not opposed to that. I just think where we're, go we're heading in this direction, this chapter, there's a more sure way. What does that mean? I can count on it every time. A more sure way means I can I can bank on it every <coughs> excuse me every single time. This Sunday I'm gonna this coming Sunday I'm gonna be teaching about the law of faith. The law of faith. You know, there's a law of gravity. Gravity works every single time. Gravity is not like well, it's working in America, but this week it's not working in Singapore. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's not like uh, it just shifts us around. It just. You know, it, you know, between 12, and 12 midnight and 2 a.m., uh, uh, gravity's not going to work in Alaska. It's not like that. It works every single time. Every, every, if you're on this planet, gravity's going to work. And so, you know, it's, it works the same way every single time. And so, uh, so there's lift and thrust. But if the engines go out of that plane, gravity's going to take over. And so, but faith will work. Faith is supposed to work. Christianity is supposed to work every single time like a law. 
And if it's not working, then that is not the law's fault. It means you're not cooperating with that law. It, it, thermodynamics will work every single time, but you have to cooperate with that law, thermodynamics. And if you're too high up in, up in the sky, uh, the law of gravity will, will take over. And so, and it's not, it's not because the law of gravity is trying to fight with the law of thermodynamics and it just happened to win that day. No, they're both laws and you have to cooperate with those laws for it to work. You know, if gravity didn't work, I would be floating around instead of sitting in this chair right now. <laughs> but it's working every single time. I mean, I'm glad I don't wake up in the middle of the night and I start floating around the room. You know, it, it, there's some benefits. But if you don't cooperate with gravity, it can kill you. And so, you know, you're going to fall off a cliff or over the waterfall or off a building if you don't uh, cooperate with gravity. It's a beautiful thing when it works right. Praise God we can sit in this chair. Praise God my, my car is on the ground. Maybe one day they'll come up with flying cars like a drone. I don't know if that's good or bad. But at the same point in time, I'm glad my car stays on the ground. When my car is airborne, something's wrong. It's not going to end well. Okay? Um, and so gravity works great with that. I have to cooperate with gravity. I don't want my car to go too fast so thermodynamics starts kicking in. You know, I want, I want to stay on the ground with all four tires on the ground and nothing else on the ground of that car, just the tires, you know, and that's how I want that car to run, you know. Um, I hope I'm, just, I'm trying to paint a picture that the law of faith works every single time. It's a sure word. It can work every time. I can't, get, I can't tell you that you're going to have a burning sensation or not. You may have one. You, there are some other manifestations people have had. I can't, I can't tell you the, the bank on that. I can't put my faith in that. It may happen. It may not happen. And I'm okay either way. It's not the wrong way to see a miracle or be healed. But at the same point in time, I can tell you there's a more sure way. And that's the word of God. I can count on it every time. So anyway. And you know, we're not discounting miracles and and supernatural manifestations. That's that please hear us out here, Andrew out. I, I like how both Andrew and Dave have stated it. There is a better way, and that is God's word. Intimately knowing the word that became life, that's Jesus Christ, the word became flesh. And if all you're looking is for the miraculous or the cool or the, what did Dave say, the fireworks or whatever, then your your faith is not in God. It's not in Jesus Christ, the, the Son of God that came to earth to die for us, which is the most miraculous thing of all. Um, and, you know, you, you, got, you also got to realize that, that those who, who walk with that kind of, ministry or, or life uh, or anointing thank you they got a revelation of god and granted i don't know any every one of these people personally but those ministers i do know who walk in that they got a revelation of the word of god they got a revelation of christ the, the, the hope of glory in them and, you know, we, we met a minister a while ago who, at the time, I was a young Christian, so I, I didn't un quite understand it. But this minister 
had such a revelation of God's power that he didn't even have to touch people to be able to minister to them. It was just he had such a revelation of it. He was able to walk in the healing and, 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 and different giftings because of that. And people came, flocked to hear him because of the show that was put on. But it wasn't about that. It was about the gospel. It was about Jesus Christ and him crucified. And, and he went to the cross for us and he died and was buried and, and not only rose again, but he ascended on high at the right, right hand of God. You know, even in Acts, you know, I was going to read some verses, um, but I want to hear more what Andrew has to say about this. But when the apostles uh, went out and, and all these signs and wonders followed them, it, it wasn't just because they were these, you know, cool people. They preached the word of God first, then signs and wonders followed. You know, the, the, when, when Peter preached to the 3,000, um, I think I lost it. Oh, no, I didn't. And in chapter 2, uh, Peter did an amazing gospel message. And then it says in verse 41, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 were added to them, and they con continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, you know, it keeps on uh, going down. Signs and wonders were done through the apostles. But again, it says, now all who believed were together. You have to believe to be able to, to receive the, the signs and, and, and wonders. And the power of the gospel is not in the signs and wonders. The gospel is the power of God. Jesus Christ and him crucified who rose again. That's the the power of the gospel, and I and I really appreciate in Second Peter, uh, Peter's saying it in chapter one: "Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given us to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him." He's given us all of this and more, but it's through the knowledge of him. And how would we get the knowledge of him? Him, capital H, meaning Jesus Christ. This is how we get the knowledge of him. Uh, we have a relationship with the word. We have a relationship with God the Father. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ the Son, who was crucified for us and rose again. We have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, who reveals to us all things. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. This is just good stuff. I mean, I could talk about this all day long. As we go ahead and keep reading, though, a higher level. Satan can also appear in the spiritual realm. You can see and hear things from him that would, could lead you astray. But if you go through the word of God to hear from God, you'll be safe. The devil can't discredit God's word. The word of God is the acid test for everything supernatural. It's the number one way of hearing from God. Again, there's a balance to what I'm emphasizing here. That's why I encourage you to check into my teaching entitled, How to Hear God's Voice. In it, I deal with other important aspects of hearing God's voice that I'm not able to fully cover here. 
you need to realize that the Lord may not have answered your prayers in the way that you've been asking because he has something better for you. You may have been wanting him to come down and cry with you saying, it's really bad. You may have been asking for an emotional response that would make you feel better. The Lord may not have answered you in the way you desired because he loves you so much, not because he loves you so little. It may be that he's trying to bring you up to a higher level of maturity. He wants you to get beyond just an emotional level and learn to receive some substance from him through his word. In writing 2 Peter 1, the, the apostle Peter realized that he was close to his death. Therefore, he felt an urgency to remind the believers of the truths that he had shared with them before. This was his purpose in writing a second letter. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, that you know them and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Second Peter 1, 12 through 15. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, um, there's something here I was going to uh, comment on say at the beginning. You know, Satan can also use supernatural stuff. Uh, you know, miraculous stuff, if you would. You know, and so he can do things, but, uh, and, and, one way to be safe is always know. Uh, if, uh, I forget how he said it, but if you go through the Word of God to hear from God, you'll be safe. Satan can also use things. He can either come with an angel of light. He can quote scripture, but he usually twists it. That's usually a half, half, half point, half truth. But you know, it's it's just a safe way. And again, we're not going against other people with their their ministries and sensations. But I'm not here trusting how. Uh, I'm not here preaching how word will work, does it? I can't preach that. I can't put your. I can't put my faith in that. I can, and I'm not against it, but I can't put my faith in it. I can only put my faith in God's word. I can't put my faith in your experience. You can tell me. You can say, Pastor Dave, this is how I did. This is my experience. This is what happened. That that might be, and it might be great. It might be awesome. But I can't necessarily teach that. Uh, I'm not here teaching people's experiences. I'm here teaching the Word of God. Now, I, I might be able to bring, get principles out of your experience because how it happened for you may be a different way it happened for, for, for someone else. For example, Jesus. He healed at least three different blind men that I know of. One of them, he just spoke to. Another one, he spit in his face. Another one, he used mud. If he's... If Jesus spat in everyone's who need healing, then we would be spitting everywhere. If he used mud to heal everybody, we would be using mud to heal everybody. But and some people he spoke to. I like that. You know, but Jesus used three different ways because there's more than one way that God might use you or manifest his healing. But the end result was the same. That all three men got healed. And I like the speaking method, but I'm not saying that there's not another way. Wigglesworth has some very bizarre ways of doing it. Catherine Coleman has some 
I thought were interesting ways at times, you know, um, but they had results. Kathy Coleman, I, I forget exactly how she said it, but she I think she did say that 80% of her ministry, uh, for those who got healed, uh, lost their healing within a matter of time. Why? Because they weren't grounded in God's Word. They were looking for, their faith was in Catherine Coleman, not the Word of God. And so they got their healing, they got the deliverance, or they got whatever they're praying for, but they lost it. Because their faith was in Catherine Coleman, their faith was in another man, another person, and not the Word of God. They were not grounded, they were not discipled in the Word of God. They got it, but they lost it. And she said, 80%, that's, that's a pretty high rate. And that's Catherine Coleman paying it. It's not someone else critiquing her own ministry. And, you know, and so, you know, we're not against that, but there's a more sure way. Uh, we, uh, some of our, our friends, uh, 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 they're part, part of, uh, they used to be part of Andrew's ministry. They have their own ministry now. Carly and uh, Ashley and Carly Caridez. And uh, her, her, her daughter, Hannah, was near death. Actually, the, the doctors released her because uh, there's nothing they could do for her. And this was when the, <coughs> this was back in England. They were living in England. They had a, it's a long story, but uh, it's a beautiful story. But uh, they hadn't heard of uh, Andrew Womack yet. And someone, you know, they came across a, a cassette tape. This was back in the day when there was cassette tapes. And they played it, and they finally found, anyway they found out Andrew was actually in England at the time, and there was a, quite a bit of drive to go there, but they went there. And long story short, uh, her daughter got healed that night, and so and this this is a, a girl who could not eat solid food. They went that night after they went to the conference, and they had Kentucky Fried Chicken of, of that nature. And then I think they were getting back in the car, driving home, or uh, whatnot, and there was another a little uh, relapse of the sickness coming back. And Ashley and Carly were able to to reboot that sickness again. It was trying to come back. Like I just said, Catherine Coleman talked about, sometimes the things can come back. And they say, you know, but if you're not grounded in the Word of God, then you, you got to wait for Catherine Coleman again. <laughs> You know, and she, you know, chances of you coming to the same person, something of that uh, a statue, you might not ever uh, meet them again. But they were able to deal with the situation, and Hannah is, is healed to this day. My point is that sometimes things can come back. Or if it doesn't come back in that method, maybe you get healed from cancer, but it can come back in another disease or another sickness. If you're not grounded in God's Word, <clears throat> if Satan can't get you one way, he'll get you another way. And so, there's a more sure way. There's nothing wrong with how Catherine Coleman did it. There's nothing wrong with going to Andrew Womack to get healing. And we're reading his book. But at the same point in time, if your faith is in someone else, if something were to come back or something new were to come, what are you going to do if you're not grounded in God's word for yourself? You know, uh... A couple of things. One is, you know, one of the reasons why Karis Bible College is around is because Andrew, Andrew's heart was to teach the Word of God and for people to realize that they don't have to only come to him to get healed. They needed to 
learn from themselves the word of God so they can come to God and they could minister to, to others. And uh, that's why I appreciate uh, uh, one of the main things I appreciate about Karis is because they teach you how to become a disciple of Christ and to, to walk in this. And they actually have a um, healing school. I believe it's still on Thursday, Thursdays. But they teach the Word of God at healing school. They have different guest speakers, and it's all about healing. And you can come and learn God's Word for yourself. Um, and that's why I appreciate about it. And the cool thing, you know, uh, Dave shared about Carly and uh, Ashley and Carly's testimony about their daughter, daughter Hannah. This was when I think Hannah was two. Oh my God. There was, uh, we just saw a picture recently of one of their sons graduating Bible college. And Hannah is probably 16, 17, 18 years old. Healthy as can be, beautiful. A young woman of God and you know that's the testimony of God's Word in your life and um, it that's just incredible and I mean do you want something for a moment or do you want something that is eternal I mean that's a big difference and so I hope you hear our hearts I hope you hear Andrew's heart and I just want to pick it back what she said about Karen's Bible College Andrew, did, again, didn't want people just come. He's not against people coming to him, but he's only one person. But if he can multiply himself by teaching you how to pray for people, teaching you how to get healed, teaching you how to walk, and if he can teach you everything he knows, then you, he just multiplied himself. That's why he came up with Cares Bible College. You know, and his prayer ministries. Every, every August they have a healing conference. You know, that's live stream. That's Hilly School is live stream. We can even watch it anywhere you have internet. You know, we can show it on our, our screen every Thursday, Hilly School. And there's other things. And they teach other people to minister. And that, now Andrew doesn't have to pray for all these people. Not that he doesn't pray for people, he still does. But now they see a uh, hundred times as much healings and miracles, people being raised from the dead, because they taught them. That's, that's why we have our free Bible classes on our website, because we want to get you grounded in God's Word. There's a foundation you got to have so we can we can teach you some other things, how to pray for people. And we have, we have uh, the same uh, teaching that they have to teach all their prayer ministers. And we have that on our website. We have that. And so we're not here to take over anything. We just want to teach people how to... To do this the right way, the biblical way, trusting God's word, and 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 and, and really this hill, this healing class that I'm talking about is really just a, 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 a excerpt of their healing school that they have every Thursday. And they've had it for the last almost decade now, you know. And so, and the the, the founder of the healing school, an excerpt of uh, Kerr's Bible College, which Kerr's Bible College is Andrew's Bible College, and uh, Daniel Amstutz, he's you know he's, he 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 challenges you. He just I challenge you to, to read all, to watch all the Holy School episodes and stay sick. If you get that grounded in God's Word and have good teaching on healing, you cannot stay sick. You cannot stay weak and whatnot. And at Karis Bible College, 
Uh, has Bible college, they have people, yes, they have young people where you consider college age, but they have people going in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and whatnot. Uh, uh, we had uh, Barbara Edwards who was, went to our Bible college, and she's in her 80s, and she still has her own ministry today called Mosaic Ministries. Yeah, you know, she doesn't look at it. She doesn't look at it at all. But at the same point in time, you know, she still travels and does ministry and whatnot. You know, aid and you know Caleb and 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 the, and the book of Joshua said he was stronger eighty than he was at forty. You know, it's not a matter of age. You know, it says in uh, Psalm one hundred three verse five that he renews our youth like the eagles. That's one of our benefits of our salvation. And so, and and my, my point is that you know. Uh, and there's not the wrong. We don't you know, in the healing school. You're not going to be taught how to have a healing sensation, whatnot. People may have that. Even at Caris, we've had people get get warning, warning, healing sensations, whatnot. That may or may not happen. We're not teaching that. That's what you're looking for. What we're teaching is the Word of God, and you believe in the Word of God, and you expect to see what the Word of God says you should see. Now you may have a, a sensation, a manifestation. But you're going to, the end result, <coughs> it's not about the sensation, it's about the, the sick being well, it's about the dead rising up, it's about the demons being cast out, and that's the result we're looking for. You know, I'm not going to go home bragging about the healing sensation, I'm going to be brag, go home being bragging about the, a person's eyes being healed. Let me just put it this way, I've seen a five-year-old lay hands on a blind person and they get healed. It's not a matter of age. You know, uh, you can have faith as the faith of a child. We have seen healing school. We have seen the healing conference where uh, a blind person right and before our eyes gets healed. You know, this is real stuff, folks. This works. It's exciting. That's a more sure way. Praise God for the healing sensations and different things. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not throwing the, that out. But, but there's a more sure way that I can trust is going to happen every single time. I can bank on it. It will work. God's word works. He's not a man that he should lie. And so, anyway, you got something to share? I just wanted to refer to a note from Dave's uh, series that he's been preaching on Sunday mornings. Um, you know, he's been he's speaking about how faith speaks. And he, he made a comment about... That God is the one that speaks into a dead situation and he speaks the word of life. We believe that word, what God speaks, and that word changes the, the natural situation. It all boils down to God's word and us believing it. And, you know, we, we can do the things that, that God has called us to do. But if your life isn't changed by being a disciple of Jesus Christ and living and breathing that word, uh, I don't have an answer for you. You know, I I want people to be healed. I don't want them to struggle with whatever they're struggling with. Uh, no way. But do you want victory in just one area, one aspect of your life? Or do you want victory in all your life and live out that calling and anointing uh, that God has 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 uh, designed just for you. I mean, we are to live a supernatural, abundant life. You know, just, not just getting by to, to get by till you know we're, we're dead or or Jesus comes back. You know, we 
we're to we're to make a difference in this in this life in this world you know with with those around us that's good stuff guys um, so let's read a little bit more um, special manifestation the apostle peter continued by saying for we have not followed cunningly desired fables when we have made known unto you the power and coming of our lord jesus christ but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Second Peter one sixteen through 18 Peter was saying, These things I'm telling you aren't things I dreamed up. This wasn't something that came as a result of eating pizza before bed. They didn't just come out of my own heart. These truths were imparted to me by God. Then, to verify that, he said, We saw the glory of God when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. The glory of God came out of Jesus so brightly that it was like the sun. Not only that, but we saw a cloud come over Jesus, the glory cloud that used to inhabit the Old Testament tabernacle. Out of this cloud there came a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The reason Peter was saying all of this was to tell them, Look, these aren't our own ideas. We didn't dream them up. We experienced it. We saw it and heard it. He was validating his message, declaring, I know what I'm saying is from God. This is comparable to me coming to your city to hold this series of meetings. I could come on the television to advertise these meetings by saying, I was caught up to heaven and given a message from the Lord. I have a message from God and I'll be in your city on Friday to deliver it. Be there at 7 p.m. If I advertised our meetings like that, the number of people attending would increase dramatically. But if I came on and said, we're coming to your city to preach God's word, I'm going to share with you the truth that the Lord has shared with me. We wouldn't get nearly as many people to respond as if I would have said, I've had a vision. God has given me a word for this city. A couple of decades ago, a certain woman claimed to have feathers fall down from heaven at her meetings. After a while, someone actually videotaped her pulling these feathers out from her sleeve. Other people have claimed that their hands will sweat anointing oil. Some people have claimed that gold flakes have manifested in the meetings and that they got them in their Bible. I've actually had people show these gold flakes to me saying, this just makes the word of God so much more real. If I were to come up with some physical, tangible thing like that, there are many people who would say, let's go hear this guy. But when I say, I'm going to come and share the word of God, not as many people are excited about that. That's the wrong attitude. Actually, hearing God through his word is better than gold dust, feathers, anointing oil, goosebumps, glory clouds, angelic visitations, or anything else. Nothing trumps or supersedes the word of God. We need to change our thinking in this area. If you were to unveil two doors, one saying the word of God and the other special manifestation, most people would want this special manifestation. Again, we're not trying to attack something. Now, some of this, some of this stuff is just, just uh, it's bizarre. You know, but there are some... I've, I've known people with a genuine ministry to have warm sensations. Now, feathers, gold dust, you know, I could care less about any of that, John. 
that's not going to save anybody. That's not going to change anybody's life. And, 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 you know, and I'm not trying to be mean or whatever, but I don't care about any of that stuff. I, you know, I can't put faith in that. That's not going to change someone's life. That, to me, that doesn't make the Word of God more real because I don't see that in the Word of God. Paul doesn't teach that, you know. Uh, uh, Peter didn't teach that. Jesus didn't teach that. So, you know, um, and so, you know, yeah, at the same point, if if I were advertising or Andrew were advertised or someone advertised these special manifestations, yeah, they can draw a crowd. And they might draw a bigger crowd than Andrew. But who wants results? I mean, until you, until you're like have a ministry like Andrew, for example, where you're seeing people healed by the droves, people raised from the dead, until you're seeing better results than that, then I consider changing something more genuine. Um, you know, but you know, I don't know. There's some things I want. I'm not trying to be mean. At the same point in time, there are some sacred cows that need to be tipped over. You know? And so, I'm just being honest and transparent when, you know, some of this stuff, glory clouds and, and uh, goosebumps and feathers, anointing oil, uh, I mean, sweat being anointing oil, even as though that were true, true, I could care less. And some people might think that's wow, but I would be more wow to see a blind eyes open. I would rather mm-hmm. be more wow to see a life transformed. I would see be more blessed by seeing a marriage reconciled. I would be uh, be more blessing someone get off drugs and other addictions and life their life being transformed. I'm more blessed by so, so, that stuff, you know, the, all this other stuff. I mean, is that really going to save someone from going to hell? Is that really going to save someone from from uh, changing their lives? You know, maybe it will get someone's attention and we could have some of that results. My biggest problem is I don't see any of that stuff in the Word of God. I don't see Paul teaching that. I don't see any of the, uh, these who are inspired by the Holy Spirit teaching any of that stuff. And yes, some things did happen. We do have some incidents with, like I said, Paul with, uh, and there's Peter's shadow and there's different things and, and whatnot. But, you know, I don't see Peter promoting a shadow ministry. I don't see Jesus promoting a spitting ministry. I don't see Jesus promoting a mud ministry. I see him heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils freely, receive freely, give. You know, he didn't he didn't teach cookie cut because if not, he, people will be lining up to be spat on. People will be lining up to get mud under eyes or whatever the problem was. You know, I don't see, you know, Religion would be there's some religious people who do something that stupid, but at the same point in time, you know, um, I'm not saying it wouldn't work again. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm gonna say that you spin on everyone who's gonna heal everybody. I'm not. I can't teach that. But I can teach that if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. I can't teach that. I can't teach if you believe God's word, it will work. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, Sherry. I just want to go back to Romans 1 where I had quoted earlier that, you know, everyone thinks that the end results of, say, Peter and Paul, like healing someone by their shadow or different things, they they think all that's cool. 
But Peter and Paul didn't get there by thinking that was cool. They got there by believing the word of God and their lives being transformed. You know, they are all about discipling people. I mean, all of Paul's letters to the different churches he ministered at, he was teaching and discipling people and having the word of God change their lives. Um, you know, if you look at Jesus' own example, he only did and said what the Father did and said. And Jesus spent time with the Father. He got away from the crowds and really was one with the Father. I mean, just read John 17, Jesus' prayer that is so powerful. Jesus was so connected to the Father, then he turned around and ministered with compassion. You know, the, the apostles, uh, the, the, the 12 disciples that, that walked with Jesus, you know, granted, Judas didn't turn out so well, but I'm not going to preach on that. That's a different thing. But the, the 11 who followed him, they were transformed in a sense by walking with Jesus. But after the cross, after they saw their master crucified and risen again, that's when they had boldness. That's when their lives were changed because they believed. They didn't just see it. They believed and they, they walked in it. But Paul says this so, I mean, this is just, I, I'd be happy just to preach on, on, on these two verses uh, for the rest of the year. He says, in, uh, Paul says in uh, chapter 1 of Romans 16 and 17, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't just jump from faith to faith just because you want to. You, you hear the word of God and hear the word of God and hear the word of God. And it is so real to you that the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God till salvation for everyone who believes. Now that is power. And, you know, these people going around to special meetings to get the cool uh, gold flakes or feathers or, or whatever... You know, to me, that is just like someone watching one of those uh, supernatural movies that are out there of wizards and, and, and whatever. That's not the gospel. I mean, our society as a whole, the world, is into the strange and miraculous and voodoo and, and I don't know what you call it. But the power of God, the gospel, trumps all that. I don't want to live by something cool or mysterious. I want to know the living God who loved me so much that he gave his own son to die for me and rose again that I would have a victorious life. Now that's going to transform someone's life for the rest of their earthly life.
You know, it's like, uh, am I going to settle for the little toy that's in the cracker, cracker Jack box or the cereal box that, when they used to have that? Or do I want to go get the real thing, you know, right? real, a real ring, a real toy, a real, a real something, you know? Do I want something that, you know, that's here today and gone tomorrow? Or do I want something that's internal, you know, uh, getting a healing and a life transformed, you know? I'm not wrong with some people feeling good and doing whatnot, you know. I'm not, nothing wrong with having a little souvenir, but, you know, I want to experience the real and the genuine. I, I, there's nothing about seeing a life transformed. And there's nothing that can replace that. There's nothing, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, I can give so many analogies. It's like having the generic Rice Krispies versus the Rice Krispies that actually snap, crackle, and pop. pop. You know, you, you ever hear snack, Yeah, I can hear a snack, crackle, and pop. You give me the generic brand, they are not doing anything. You know, they're just soaking up the milk. You know, and uh, there's just some generic brands. You know, I just, I mean, I like Heinz ketchup. I don't use any other ketchup. Some people are just picky about that. Sherry's picky about peanut butter. It's got to be Skippy. You know, <gasps> Jeff. <laughs> that was a joke. But anyway, you know, there's just some things. You know, a McDonald's burger versus an In-N-Out burger. You know, it just it's just two different worlds. You know, and a, a a Taco Bell versus a real taco. You know, I mean, they're just different things. You know, do I want the phony baloney or do I want a, a real life change? And you know. I know some people are real into gold and stuff and jewelry. I, I know ladies and Paul, you know, especially if really like jewelry. To me, I'm not a jewelry guy, just a bunch of rocks. But if I say that, some people just got offended by me telling it that way. I'm not into jewelry. I don't see me watching jewelry. I have this one because my wife wants me to wear it, and I do like that because of what it symbolizes. But I'm not a jewelry guy. Don't buy me jewelry. I don't want it. I'll sell it to the pawn shop. You know, I'll, I'll give it to somebody. I'm not trying to be rude or, or disrespectful. But, you know, but I know some of you ladies and even guys like jewelry. I get that. I don't. Uh, you know, because I, I don't have, I, I don't like it. There's other things I, w- I would rather have. You know, but, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to pick on people with jewelry. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just, I don't have any value for it. You know, the only reason I like gold is because it does have value. I can sell it and get some money and I can get what I want. But I don't really want gold. I don't think it'll even look that pretty. But I know gold's precious. And I know I'm bizarre. You know, people think I'm weird. But sometimes I think other people are weird. You know, uh, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I get off this treadmill. But I just uh, I want the real. I've been seeing a life change. Seeing something that's really real. Uh, I mean, that, that's, uh, I'll take that to the bank any day. You know, when you're, when you're in the Word of God, when you're in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see lives transformed by Jesus, by the living Word of God. You can start with the disciples. You know, they, those who were fishermen, it says they immediately left their nets and followed him when Jesus said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Their lives were never the same after that. You know, Zacchaeus, uh, who, who was a um, uh, uh, tax collector, tax collector um, you know, when Jesus singled him out and said, hey, I'm going to come over to your house and have dinner with you. And, and he, I mean, he ministered to Zacchaeus and, 
and it says, you know, his story was was he was totally transformed, and 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 he changed changed his his life. He, you know, if he uh, stole from people with you know collecting taxes, he he returned them uh, what he had stolen. You know, the 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 woman at the well. You know, you read her story and how Jesus ministered to her, and, and she walked away uh, transformed by someone who who received her and accepted her and, and ministered to her. The 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 lady caught in adultery. You know, the the religious leaders were trying to trap Jesus, but what they didn't know was that Jesus not only spoke truth to them, but he ministered to that lady so that she was never the same again and she didn't have to live in that that horrid lifestyle she you know her life was changed the the woman who was the issue of blood who who believed Jesus so much that she had so much faith that all she had to do was touch the hem of his garment and she was healed what a transformed life i mean years and years of dealing with this this physical issue and and spending all her her, her money on on doctors to to try to find how to to get healing out of this and in one moment's time of, of just touching his garment because of the faith i mean she wasn't even supposed to be in the crowd because of what was going on with her but she heard about jesus and she believed and that's what transforms people is hearing the word of God and being transformed. You know, Jesus didn't come just so that we could be saved and go to heaven. And I, I, I talk about this a lot. He came not only that we'd have abundant life, but he came to heal everything. If you're physically sick, he came to heal that. If you're, your heart's sick and, and have, I mean, just emotional scars and and wounds he heals that i mean he sets the captives free he breaks the yoke of of bondage uh that we can get ourselves into by sin or whatnot i mean he came to heal everything that's the testimony that that dave and i are trying to get across we the gospel is to transform lives do you want gold flecks and, and feathers or do you want a trans formed life that it's not wallowing in the miry pit but is set on the rock the the solid rock of, of jesus christ awesome this is just good stuff i don't know uh, that just makes you excited but anyway i can comment on that but anyway it just uh well we're out of time though uh for today oh. so we're gonna pick this up uh next week but we'll be here wednesday but we're going to do Wednesday probably a little earlier. I thought I was sharing this, but because we have some other arrangements uh, later in the day, so we're probably going to do more of a 6 o'clock uh, showing, but we'll talk about this. But just watch Surprise. our website. We might change the time uh, on our Wednesday night service. But we we, we will have a Wednesday night service. Uh, it's even possible we could even switch it to a different day and have a pre-recording. But, uh, but we're still going to do Wednesday night, and uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, we might just change the time. So... Uh, anyway, and that's just for this week only. Anyway, God bless you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, whenever time we have to see maybe 6 o'clock. Uh, uh, anyway, and then uh, we'll see you on Sunday. God bless you guys.